Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bourbon and Beignets. I'm Ginger Moore. And I'm Whitney Evans-Snarden. And I am the bourbon and Whitney's the beignets. Mm -hmm. And this is a podcast about food and family and friends and faith and fun fun we both love fun (laughs) and always jesus so if you're a first-time listener we're glad that you are with us yes um this episode is actually 5b yes it's a two-parter and the first part was 5A, you know, because A becomes, becomes a 4B. Yep. And yep. that was my part, and 5B is going to be Whitney's part. So we are not, we typically do a kicks of the day and a pearls of the day, and we aren't doing either one of those today because it's right. it's pretty much all the same episode. It's We're redundant. just dividing it in half, and you can go back and look at um, the pictures if you really want to know about. Whitney's purple vans, they're super cute. Um, but our you've probably seen if you clicked on our podcast, this episode or the season is called just called Seven Questions. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is we're asking the same seven questions to all kinds of women, ages, um, demographics, yep. walks of life, yep. um, ethnicities, mm-hmm. what else? All very all of it. All, all of, of it. it. <laughs> and you know what we're kind of looking for is patterns. Like what what do we have in common? Mm-hmm. What are our differences? What are our different life experiences? Um so far definitely my favorite episode has been Miss Patsy. Yeah. We, same. same. We can't help it. She's she, a gem. She is. And you yeah. know, when you're eighty six and are willing to share People like me, they're 51, want to yeah. listen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yes. but today I hope you're going to want to listen to my dear friend, Miss Whitney Evans Snarden, as we That's ask it. her the seven questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be interviewing her. Yeah. I'm very, I'm just, I'm very honored to be in the studio with you today. <laughs> I'm nervous. And oh, I've messed up <laughs> the first one. Yeah. What's Sorry. your, what's your name? I just it's fine. Yeah. I, you know, I, but some listeners may have caught this after the marriage. So originally Whitney Talea Evans. Now I'm Whitney Talea Evans Snarden. Talea like Himalaya. Talea like Himalaya. I have to put that because people always say Talea and it drives me insane. Um, but it's Talea. It rhymes with Himalaya. Um, funny that. story about that middle name. So my mother. Um, well, first of all, my dad wanted to name me after like an ex-girlfriend or something, and my mom was not having it. So they settled on Whitney. She insisted it was Whitney Bank. Um, I was named after Whitney Bank that's in New Orleans, but okay. um, I was born in 89, so I'm 32 years old to answer the second okay, question. Okay, great job. Um, and uh, she she insisted it was named after, I was named after uh, Whitney Bank, but... I was born in the 80s at the height of, like, the Whitney Houston era. So yes. I'm more convinced that it was Whitney Houston. I will always um, love you. Right. So I'm I'm kind of convinced of that. But, yeah, um, Talia, so the middle name, I've only met one other Talia in my whole life. Um, and her first name was Talia. And she was like, yeah, my mom just, like, liked the name. I was like, mine too. But she found the name um, after one of my dad's friends or shipmates was... Um, had a cat named Talia. 
I was named after a cocker spaniel. I know. We. I know. And you, you're the cat. I'm I the love cat. It. Isn't that isn't that interesting? So the cat's name was Talia, and um, <laughs> they told my mom it was Native American. I don't think it's Native American either. My mother's gonna be on here like, oh my gosh, my daughter thinks I just named her after all these fallacies. But um, yeah, it, that that's where you know I got the first and um, middle name and Evans, and then now I'm a Snarden. So yeah. And you're a, a New Orleans local. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So you want me to go into question two? No. I want to know where you live now. Oh, tell, yeah. Let's tell the audience. They've heard me talk about it. Yeah. So, um. well, there's two places. So Terrible yeah. Chattanooga. Terrible um, Chattanooga. I'm in Terrible Chattanooga between Mondays and Thursday slash Friday. Um, and I'm in Paducah, Kentucky from Amen. Friday through Sunday. So um, going back and forth, my job is in Chattanooga, but um, my heart is in Paducah. So Amen. there you go. Because all of the Moors are in Paducah, and yeah. we love her. Yeah, and so that's the reason why I come back every weekend. Well, and her husband <laughs> yeah. is in Paducah. Yeah, so... Um, uh, but no, terrible Chattanooga, because every Monday yeah. I send her a funny meme. Yes. Um, I've been on a stretch of hilarious white Jesus memes. Yes, they're really funny, And y'all. I've got one. I cannot wait to send it to you tomorrow. But I send her a text Untitled. every Monday that says... Have a good week in terrible Chattanooga. I love you and I miss you. And then yes. it's some sort of inappropriate meme. It is great and I love it. <laughs> it brightens up my whole day because I usually get those during our administrative team meetings, which are like, you know, sometimes they get pretty serious. And so I usually get them like right in the middle of that. And it always makes me giggle a little bit. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So uh, work in Chattanooga and live in Chattanooga. What's your job? Tell um, me what your job is because it's impressive. Yeah. So I'm an associate administrator with Parkridge Health System. and She's a big wig. Uh, sure. Uh, I, I absolutely love what I do. Um, I'll, I finally found what I wanted to do um, professionally. I knew I'd always wanted to be in leadership, but didn't know in what how to fit that in with my love of healthcare. And so I found healthcare admin, so healthcare administration. So I'm an administrator, I'm a hospital administrator, and we have five hospitals within the system and I have responsibilities, you know, across the five hospitals for certain Big certain way. areas. So it's it's fun. It's a, I, I love it. I love it. I really love my job. I love the people I work with. Um, I do miss Paducah, of course, when I'm not here because my lovely husband, Corbin Snarden, um, I said his government name, uh, which I've said it before. But anyway, <laughs> he's here. We have a son. His name's Ray. Um, so Ray, uh, it's a long story, which I won't have to, I won't get into. But Ray is, um, he's grown, so he's 20. Uh, but we love him to death. And um, he's the cutest. He is very cute. He's very handsome. So, ladies, keep your hands to yourself. Um, Because I'm still very protective. So, as uh, you should be. Yeah. So, Corbin and I have been married about a year, uh, a little over a year. So, it's been a year and a month. A year and a month. A year and a month. And so, um, hopefully, the next journey, we have a son, of course, but next journey is little babies. Yeah, I'm for it. Everyone's for it. Yeah. We were at, in Allensville, Kentucky this past weekend. 
um, and were a lot around a lot of Corbin's family and like got the baby question several times. I was like, y'all need to chill out. If you want to give me their phone numbers, I will also text them pictures. Yes, they would. They would love that because they're all imagining how our kids will look. So it's going to be even that's going to be even funnier. Yeah. But originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, grew up between New Orleans and Slido, Louisiana. Um, And yeah, Slido is lovely. Slido is lovely. It I really loved is. coming to see your mom and daddy there. Yeah, yeah. They moved there um, because of the crime rate in New Orleans East, and then New Orleans East got better, and now the crime rate has skyrocketed again. So um, probably we'll have another mass exodus out of New Orleans East into Slido. But um, yeah, I, I loved like growing up around you know family and friends and uh, very close. So I think I was. Uh, uh, let's see, how old was I when I moved to Paducah? 25, 24, 25, 25. Let's go with that. Yeah. Sure, 25 going on 26, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, so I was in Paducah since 2015. Wow. So it's been it's been a journey. You are one journey. of the best things to move into Paducah for my family. You know, sure. I'm, I'm glad you added that for my family because I was like, I don't know if I've been the best thing to move to Paducah because if we get a Target... <laughs> that will be the best thing. They, well, uh, if we get a target, it will be the best thing to move into Paducah for my family. You, for will, my family, you will be yeah. demoted. I, I don't, I don't I mind. I will demote you for target. I don't so. mind. I don't mind. But no, I do need to explain. I think we've spoken of this maybe in a different season, but you know, Whitney's mom and I are, are we are all about Whitney having a baby. And so we swap pictures all the time of what we think the baby is going to look like. Sometimes mm-hmm. I send them pictures of um, babies in outfits that I think our baby should yes. wear. And yeah. I'm as subtle as a freight train. Yeah. <laughs> and, but... Um, Whitney's mom and I have all kinds of fun. So I was like, yeah. if any of those, um, any of your people that you were in Allenstown or Allens- Allensville, Allensville, yes. put them on my list. I'll start sending them pictures oh, too. Oh yeah, so. y'all should get a Facebook group going. It'll called yes. Whitney and Corbin's baby. Yeah, yeah. What well, we think that this child will look yeah. like. So. Well, okay. Well, you did great on that first question. Yay, so okay. great job. So now share a little bit of how you came to know Christ. Yes, yeah, so very similar to Ginger, if you've already listened to her episode, I grew up in the church. Um, I can't remember a time not being in church. Uh, so <laughs> Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, uh, VBS, I was you know, up until I could, like, when I was younger, I participated in VBS. And when I got older, I was, like, helping to lead the classes. You were a volunteer. <laughs> yeah, like, mom was a Sunday school teacher, uh, uncle's an elder. And so it, it just... And, whole family like I remember Sundays that we were all piling to my uncle's van and like go to church which was which is really looking back on it like of course at the time it's like oh my gosh like I feel like we're always in church but looking back on it it's very endearing and um a fun time for family it is sweet it is very sweet and so um you know my cousins and I we all would I was the one smack dab in the middle um, so I had, so my sister Raven, I do have a sister. So Raven and my cousins, Justin and Jessica were younger. Um, they were the oldest one of them were five years younger than me. And then my older cousins were at least more than five years older than me. So I was the only one smack dab in the middle. Um, so it was interesting that, that dynamic, but yeah, I, uh, always just new church and, um, isn't it weird to think that you, 
you never remember a time when you didn't know Jesus. Right. And so, yeah, so that's exactly it. Like, I'm, I'm like, I just don't, I don't ever, like, I just can't recall it. I, I, I just grew up in church. I was a church baby. Like, I look at JoJo and I'm like, that was me. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm a church baby. So um, I always grew up in church. Uh, always try to kind of do the right thing. Like my mom always will tell you, like Whitney was a good kid. Like never wanted to get in trouble. I would like cry if my mom said the D word, which was disappointed. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Watch it, Whitney. Right, I know, I know. Disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> like, oh man, that that got me to my pit. My mom could look at me the wrong way, and I just fall into tears. Oh. You know. So I I was that kid, um, and generally wanted to be good, and so. Um, I, I was baptized at 11 and I had been working two years up until that point. So I wanted to be baptized at nine. This is a very interesting story. So I wanted to be baptized at nine. And when my uncle, who's the elder of the church, asked me why, I said, well, I really want to be an example to my dad. Well, that wasn't the right answer for them. And so they were like, no, like you can't just be yeah. baptized because you want to be an example to someone else. I knew why I should be baptized, but I was like, this is like, be really great so I, I studied for like two years Aww. with them um with with the elders and so my mom was upset because she was like I feel like my child's little spirit is going to be crushed because she's you know ready to be baptized yeah, she, what she thinks. that passion yeah but that wasn't it because you know when the time when when the time was right it happened so um I was 11 and from there um you know there's been some ups and downs, but Christ has always been <laughs> been with me. Uh, probably he was probably not happy uh, for some of those some of those times. We but all drift. We all drift. We all drift. So um, I it, it, I've always known Christ, like in some way, shape, or form, and just just because that's that's how I grew up. That's what I was used to, um, and I always always felt a comfort with knowing that God was is always with me. And so, you know, there's been some times where I may have missed a couple weeks of church or a couple months of church, um, but always found my way back. Um, and when we get to the question about the advice, I have a very... Okay. It's it's tied to that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, that's, that's how I came to know Christ. I just, I've always known... Uh, Jesus has always been present in my life, whether that's been forced as a little kid. But uh, looking looking back, it it that's all I've known. And so um, as I've gotten older, I've been able to explore what that means to me um, and how important that is. And I think that's what why today I'm still steadfast in my faith because I've seen Christ work in my life, and not that Christ has to do anything for me to believe in Him, but um, I've seen him work in my life, even when it's things that I wanted and didn't get or I prayed for and didn't didn't necessarily get. But it's like looking back on it, like, oh, Christ, that was you. That was you, God. Yeah. That that was all you. Even when I thought I wanted it and needed it, like your hand was still in there. And so um, it's just hard for me to believe that there's um, that, that Christ is not there when he's shown me so much grace and mercy and done so much in my life um, and things that I don't even understand until after the fact. I think that's always really cool. Well, and, you know, I think when we drift, because mm -hmm. we all drift, mm -hmm. there's a Bob Goff quote that's like, grace doesn't make sense until you need some. Yes. And I'm yes. not saying, like, you know, Paul says, do we go on sinning that grace may abound? No. Right. 
but we all drift. And yeah. so until, you know, I think sometimes when you're a church kid, yeah, you're like, oh, I cross all the T's and dot all the I's. I even bring my Bible on a Wednesday night. Right, so right. I'm like a really good Christian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. until you get out there and mess up some, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, yeah. boy, God was looking out for me then. That could have ended time. very differently. And, Ooh. you know, and you said not that he owes you anything, yeah. but just over and over again when you see that he's worked. Yes. I think that's, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. So... Who is a person that has influenced you? Do you have a good mentor? Um, I do. I thought about this long and hard because there's a lot of people who have mentored me and are still mentoring me and influenced me. Ginger, you're one of them. Uh, you know, Katrina Bama Shaw. Oh, we love um, Katrina Bama. You know, is a very yeah, we love her. It's a very strong presence, um, especially when it comes to Christ in my life and she she always is like oh my gosh why do you say that and I was like you just you don't you don't get it Aww. like that's who you are to me you know so deal with it uh, so uh, her of course uh, my husband uh, is a very thoughtful uh, person and challenges me uh, my mom absolutely like Aww. Always a mentor. Um, we uh, we all need some nanny tea. We all need some nanny tea. So um, I will say though, narrow it down to two people, and that's my mother and my grandmother, and it's my mom's mom. And so my mother, um, just because she, my mother has this innate ability to connect with people, and people say I have that ability, but they don't until they've experienced my mother, they will not know what. Mm like level that's on she can my mother can be friends with a, a rock wall like <laughs> one of those things where you said like miss patsy sees the good in people i will say my mama will call you out on that if you're like not a good person but um she she just has this innate ability to connect I with everybody her. i miss her yes me too mm-hmm. me too and she always knows um she always knows the right thing to say and um you know, anytime I need my spirits lifted, like she lets me whine, which nobody, like nobody lets me do that. It's just my mother, of course. And I think that maybe just I like the mother when she thing. calls us a baby. Yeah, I no, know. It's I so know. sweet. It's She's like, it's a, my baby. I know. It's just my baby. I know. And she gives you a hug. I know. I know. And so just that, um, and aside from the fact that she's my mother and she probably is the person you know, to allow me to whine and this, that, and other. But I've learned so much about just connecting with people and getting to know people and building relationships. And so she's been a mentor in that sense to me. But her mom, my grandma Dot, she came in with the one-liners. Like, my grandma Dot <laughs> taught me so many life lessons. The zingers. The zingers <laughs> and, like, sometimes it was tough love. But um, she was always so steadfast in her faith. Like... You know, I always saw her reading a Bible, and when Brittany was describing her grandmother, I was like, "Oh man, I I remember my grandmother doing that." And would always recite the twenty third Psalm, and like she, she just always was that. She'd always like look her best for Sunday, and it was always just so cute, and just Aww. how she presented herself. And she, um, you know, one thing that she always carried and. I try to practice like she did not talk bad about people. And she always said, if, if you can't say something to someone's face, don't say it behind their back. And so I was like, okay. And that may not be, I think the way that she 
like related to me probably wasn't the way she meant because I was like, oh, I'll say it to your face and behind your back. Like, I will <laughs> absolutely do that. I think you were she, like, good tip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Grandma I think, Dot. Yeah, I think she more or less meant like, don't say it at all because you shouldn't be <laughs> your saying dress it. is ugly, Grandma Dot. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. My, now, my sister carries that like times 10, but um, I think that I, I appreciate. Um, I appreciate that, and I'm I'm still working on some of the things, the, those little tidbits here and there that she instilled in me. And as I'm getting older, like the stuff that she said when we were younger means so much. It means something different in like every stage of my yeah. life. So like that tidbit, I didn't fight anybody in high school because it's like I ain't gonna talk about you behind your back. Like I ain't, I ain't a fighter, so I'm not gonna talk about you behind your back. You know, if I can't say it to your face, if I say it to your face and we get in a fight, then that's it. But I'm just, you know, I don't I don't sway that way. That's just not how I roll. And I think, you know, in my adult years, it's just allowed me to just kind of some of that advice, like that piece of advice of not talking about people behind their backs just got some of the cloud and the the mess outside of my head and the clutter. And so um, and well, not and to have I to would worry say it's probably that. influenced your leadership too. At that work. too, that too. I mean, yeah, yeah, big it's time. Made you a good leader. Oh, big time. A lot of her nuggets have really helped me through some of the leadership, like just learnings and everything, and um, and how to, and and how and how to be down to earth. Like she instilled that in me. And my grandmother didn't. I don't think she had passed like a sixth grade education. So for someone like that who had no basically very minimal education she didn't have she didn't have the papers on the wall she didn't have the papers on the wall but when i tell you the school of hard knocks and the school of just being wise you know she that was it she could have she could have run any hospital in the nation largest one uh, just because of who she was and how she built relationships and she's passed that down to my mother and my mother is instilling that in me so those are the two mm, people. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, so the next question, I'll be interested in mm-hmm. where you go with this. What has been your best advice you've received? And it can be spiritual advice. It can be secular advice. Mm-hmm. Yes. It can be a combo. Yeah. So it is it's kind of a combo. So the best piece of advice was uh, from my grandmother who passed it down to my mom, who passed it down to me and my sister. And it was, don't go anywhere that you haven't been invited. So if you have not been invited, do not go. And when I was younger, it was upsetting because, like, if you didn't get invited to a kid's birthday party or, like, you know, now that we're older, it's, like, weddings and, you know, these little things. Like, none of that upsets me. When I don't get invited somewhere, I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't meant for me to go. Um, So in the more secular sense of things, um, if it's, like, parties or, you know, events where I haven't been invited, I don't. I'm just like, it is what it is. Um, but in the spiritual sense of things, a lot of the time it's, you know, not getting, you may not get invited to a certain church or to be with a certain church group or to be in the in crowd there. And that's where a lot of church hurt stems from. And I think, I think about the times where I've gone to a church where I haven't necessarily been invited and it's going very different from the churches that I have been invited to. And that's just that's just the fact of the matter. And so I like that. Yeah. So, so don't go where you haven't been invited. Don't go. The invitation is not for you. It is not for you. And so um my my mom is of the concept of if you haven't been invited, it's cause God meant for you not to be there. And so sometimes it's you know, you 
it may have been someone got in an accident going on the way there. Maybe you get there and you're put in an unsafe situation mentally or, you know, you're put in a situation where the Lord isn't present. Like if you haven't gotten an invitation, that's that's intentional. Like yeah. there's some intentionality I behind like you not that. getting an invitation. So um, that is the best piece of advice I've been given. Uh, it's funny because work meetings like where I haven't been invited, I was like, I'm not invited. I don't. There's a reason why I'm not well, invited. Well, you know, it kind of goes with my advice about boundaries. Yes, you that's, know? And that's exactly what I meant earlier. Yeah, when I said, you know, my piece of advice, it, it's similar to that yeah. because you do have to have those boundaries. But sometimes those boundaries, you know, aren't boundaries that you've set up for yourselves. It's the ones that other people have set up for you that you don't even know God's working his hand in, yeah. you know, on those. So uh, it, it's just really funny. Every, every time work, you know, comes up and somebody might have left me off an invite to a meeting or something, I'm like, I wasn't supposed to be invited. Like, that's not, I'm not saying that because I'm salty. I'm saying that because there's a reason why I wasn't at this sure. meeting or that meeting. And either it was something more important to do or, you know, I just wasn't supposed to be there. And um, it has always boded me well when I followed that piece of advice. I so, like it. Yeah. I like it. And and I like that advice because it, it can go a, a lot of different directions. Yes. It can apply to a lot of different situations. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. It's just funny now that I'm married, like sometimes I'm like, you know, like am I invited? And Corbin's like, really, Whitney? And I'm like, I, I don't want to show up with you. And then people like, I noticed your wife, but like we didn't invite her, you know. <laughs> you know, like I don't, you know. So it's really funny. It's just it, my father-in-law always teases me. He's like, "You don't need an invitation," and I was like, "I just need to hear it. That's it." You say that's I don't need funny. an invitation, then that's fine. But yeah, uh, it's just that's just a, it, that has been a piece of advice that has never led me astray. So. Good, good. Thank you for sharing that, Whitney. I'm going yeah. to take that and add it to my advice then. That was my good advice. For All my right. So, good deal. Yeah, you know, I'll tweak it a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, your next question is What is your life verse, your Bible verse that's influenced and shaped you? Yes. Yeah, so, I I have to give a little bit of context. Um, so, my my Bible verse is John 15 11. Um, and I want to, before I get into the verse, I want to put a little context. So, this is leading up to, of course, Jesus being crucified. I mean, this is, you know, one of one of the gospels. So um, previous to Jesus is basically he's telling the apostles like, yeah, one of y'all going to betray me. I'm the way, the truth and life. Like he's going through all this. Like I got to do this. And, you know, people are doubting him. And then he goes into what he is and goes into what what we should be doing. And by we, I meant the apostles, but also us, right? It's in God's word. So um, I'm going to read the few verses going into that. And um, and then I'll get into John 15, 11. So I'm going to start at John 15, 7. It's, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So I, I love that one. Like ask whatever you wish, right? Um, and it will be done for you. And so by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples as the father has loved me. So I have loved you abide in my love. And so we always talk about love, we do. And the love one another movement. And then he goes, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I, kept, I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So it's like, I'm receiving the same love that Jesus is receiving. Like, 
that's 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 love, love. love. That is yeah. the best love, right? <laughs> and so this is my life verse. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And so I have a tattoo on my hip that says choose joy. And it's always a reminder of this verse um, and, and a reminder that God has already instilled a joy. He has instilled a full cup within me. It's my job to find it and choose it. And, um, you know, some, I, 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 I am known for being joyous, but that is not something you can have a hundred percent of the time. And I know, but, but that is what I always strive for is just to maintain like a sense of joy, um, within what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Uh, because, I think that's just that's that is my fruit. Like that is definitely my fruit. When you look up the fruits of the vine, that's it for me. Um, I've just always been a happy, joyous person, and try to spread that. So well, and when you know, in the grand scheme, like no matter what happens here, if you're in Christ, it can only get so bad for you here. That, exactly. You know, I mean, exactly. And, and it's not like, I mean, life exactly. is hard. Yes. And life yes. is messy. Yes. But even in the hard and the messy, yes. you know, there's still just so much joy yes. and goodness. And I think in the hard and the messy, too, when you can see God work, like mm-hmm. you, when you are just aware, I, I'm, I'm working on a blog post right now. Um, and I'm part of what I'm using is a quote. Um, it's like, let me see, make sure I get it right. It's by Richard Rohr. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, it's the whole idea is that we're it's talking about God's presence. Mm-hmm. And it's like the concept of saying, oh, God showed up. Yeah. And it's not that God showed up because we are always in God's yeah. presence. Yeah. It is our lack of awareness. It's yes. not his lack of presence. Yeah. It's our lack of awareness exactly. of his presence. Right. And so, you know, when you are aware that, right. you mean, I get the same love that God gave Jesus. Right. I get that love. Right. Okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be full of joy. Right, then, exactly. Because, you know, I know ultimately who wins. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I always, I always go back to that. Um, it just keeps my, keeps my cup full. So, I, like um, it. I mean, I will tell you, it doesn't always work. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, right now, guy, I don't want to be joyous, but I'll get there. <laughs> uh, but I can, but that's something. That's that's the verse that I always, always, always go back to. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Number seven. Mm-hmm. You, you've done so great on these questions. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can tell that you've listened to others answer these seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> um, so since it's bourbon and beignets, mm-hmm. your number seven question is, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite drink? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this. Because um, we've taught, we've done whole episodes on yes. foods and drinks because yes. we love foods and drinks. Yes. All the foods, all the drinks. All the drinks. All yes. the family traditions. Yes. All the time around the table so yeah. you can you can you know go off what you've previously said you mm-hmm. can do something different so favorite yeah. food favorite drink so before I said peanut butter and jelly which is really still my favorite food I love <laughs> peanut butter and jelly and everyone's like what you grew up in like food mecca like yeah. the food capital of the world right peanut butter and jelly I love peanut butter and jelly can never lead me astray I know, astray. You, do. I know um, you do it's just comfort and, uh, 
Yeah, it's just a comfort. And then I previously slit, said the Rosie the Riveter, which was a um, gin drink that I had at uh, Pop Fountain for an event that was held in New Orleans. And Knock like, those two things together because n- that's kind of gross. That is nasty. Don't drink them together. But um, I can't. I still can't get that Rosie the Riveter right. But I had. I probably had way too many of those that night because they tasted so good. But um, yeah. So that's what I said previously. But I've okay. already thought about what I was going to say this time because I was like, I don't want to say the same thing, but I have a new favorite like food experience. And okay. so every Friday night, Corbin and I have date night and we go to Barrel and Bond. This is, I won't say they're an official sponsor of Bourbon and Beans because this is a Christian podcast, but if you're into it, Barrel and Bond in Paducah, Kentucky. It's a phenomenal little bar in um, Corbin right and I. Right on the river. Right on the river. It's so good. Shout out to Shem and Fish if you're listening. They're the owners there. And um, they treat us so good. Every Friday night, Corbin and I go there and we get a charcuterie board. Um, we get the large. It's called Board to Death. Um, oh, cute. It's cute. And we each get a glass of bourbon. And so... Um, that's really my new experience that I love doing. I always look forward to that every Friday night. And it's night. bourbon and vignettes. I love it. I know, it. which is why when you said like Clancy's in New Orleans, I was like, this is going to be so cliche because I'm definitely want to say barrel and bond, like just the experience. So there. I did a New Orleans thing. You're doing a Kentucky Yeah, I'm thing. doing a Kentucky And we thing. don't even plan this, We guys. really this don't. So we really don't. When you started and said Clancy's, I was like, oh, people are going to think we planned this, but whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Maybe it's what makes us so compatible. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so we, um, on the charcuterie board, there's uh, the place in Princeton with the, with the. Um, oh, the prosciutto. The prosciutto. Yes, Newsom's. Newsom's. They mm-hmm. have Newsom's prosciutto a lot oh, of the time. The they have um home like this home farmed honey uh that they have they have this fig and Aww. something jam that is so good i don't even like figs like that and like i like slather that stuff up they had the grainy mustard that's on there yes. so they had these um seasoned crackers they always put pickles for me corbin hates pickles but they put the little little kosher dill pickles i love them um on there How they'll have fun. fruit like you know, grapes and pecans, and they'll have other slices of ham and the cheeses. Like, love the cheeses. So, all types of different cheeses. What cheeses? Oh, all different kinds. So, they'll do provolone, they'll do some cheddar, they'll do some curds every now and then. Oh, so, curds. so good. Uh, every now and then, we'll have some blue cheese. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, they'll do gouda. Sometimes they'll do a smoked gouda, which yes. is really good. You know what's good is like the blue cheese mm-hmm. with the fig. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. So it's good. game changer. So we'll, Corbin and I will like fight over the crackers like because we're putting, you know, mixing and matching stuff. Um, okay. You know what's funny is Commander's mm-hmm. has a cheese. Um, I've, we've only done it once at Chef's yeah. Table, but they do a cheese tray yeah. like that. It's not really a charcuterie, yeah. it, but it's the different cheeses, but with yes. the fig. and It's so good. Mm. It is so, so and good. And the honey. That's, yes. It's a big deal. Yes. And so we do this every single Friday night, and we'll get a... We usually have... I try to change up my bourbon week to week, just based on you know what I'm feeling. Every now and then I'll have a scotch, but... Um, that's when I've had a bad week. If I'm having a scotch, the waitress, <laughs> and we had the same waitress, she just Aww. left. But now we have another one. Like, Are regular. you bonding with a new waitress? Well, she's not new to us. Okay. It's just every time we would come there, like Laura would 
wait, you know, she would wait on us. And then now it's Adrian. So shout out to Adrian. Um, but they're, they're all great. All the waitresses, they're phenomenal. We just, we're creatures of habit. So, um, well, and it's us. just sweet when it's like part of your tradition. It's yeah. how you unwind at the, yeah. at the end of the week. It's how you reconnect after yep. you've been in terrible Chattanooga. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just part of it yeah. is the friendly face. So. Yes. Yeah. So Corbin and I will talk about the week and just go into, if you know, things just life and what's going on and um we always give them a hard time because sometimes I'll come in too late to get the um and they will already have stopped making the cookies they have these sea salt dark chocolate pecan cookies oh they're so good and they sprinkle a little sea salt on top and they're delicious and so we give the owner one of the owners a really hard time because one time he told us we were like we're getting cookies this week we don't we get cookies maybe once every other month right yeah and so he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm letting the, the batter, you know, thaw out. I'm letting the cookies thaw out because he, he, they make them and then they'll freeze them. Yeah. Well, uh, letting the butter thaw out. He makes them fresh. So um, he's like, yeah, butter was in the freezer. I got to let it thaw out. It'll take 45 minutes. We're like, oh, we're going to be here till y'all close. It's fine. So then he comes back. He's like, yeah, um, the <laughs> butter's in thawing as fast as I thought it was. So uh, probably not going to have the cookies tonight. And we were just like, we're going to leave a bad Yelp review and like giving them a hard time. <laughs> I so love it. anytime they have cookies, they always put us some aside on a Friday night. It's so cute. It's Aww. like we've just established a good rapport with them. So um, that's like my new favorite kind of dining experience with the food and drink. And it's really good. Like it's really good quality I've food never, and drink. I've never had, well, we've never been there. But it's we so hear good. everybody go on and on about their charcuterie. It, it's really good. And I'm I'm a pickier eater. Like, I'm pretty much a food snob. Like, I will, I've had some charcuterie boards that I'm like, I can't help it. It was I the way you it. were raised. Exactly. The city in which you were raised. I know, I can't help it. And so sometimes I'm like, what is this? This is just grapes and cheese. This ain't charcuterie. Like, <laughs> I mean, I need some other stuff on here. But they, they take really good care of us. It's a Velveeta um, slice and it's a Velveeta, seven grapes. Yeah, it's a Velveeta, <laughs> Velveeta slice. So I'm like, we need some fancy you know so um yeah that i would highly recommend them um you and mike should definitely go one of these times and, and get some charcuterie uh it is it's just it's a great dining experience it's a way for us to kind of kick back it's friday night so like we can stay out late and then we can wake up late the next morning so that's you know, nice yeah but it's good and you know and when you work hard Yes. It's nice to be able to enjoy time together and yeah, unwind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do. We both do work very hard. And um, so it is a good time to wind down and just talk about our week and what we have planned for the next week and, you know. All the things. All the things. All the things. Well, you did a great job on your seven questions. Thanks. Thanks. And we've got some people coming up that I'm excited about. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if we should give a teaser. Mm-hmm. We have a, we could let them be surprised. Yeah, we've got yeah. a young twenty, a, mm-hmm. a young thirty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're we're gonna try and get Miss Terry. Yeah, that, yeah, Miss Terry. Yeah, we brought her up in my episode. Where yeah, pressure's to, on. Yeah, I've got to get a hold of her. <laughs> I know, right? ASAP. I know. She's, I thought of someone else, and I'll tell you after the podcast. Yeah. I thought of someone else, but logistically, we just we will have we we will need more hands on deck. Okay, okay. To get this woman. Sure thing. So, sure thing. But so. I think it's after we interviewed Miss Patsy, I was like, oh, if we can get this person, that would be oh, awesome I love too. It. Yeah. I love it. So, but we are just always so thankful. Yes. When you all want to listen to mm-hmm. what we have to share. Yes. And, like, uh, subscribe, yeah. five stars. 
Yeah. Comment. Yeah, we're subtle as a freight train when it comes to this. Because, you know, there's like a bajillion podcasts out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to get out there where people know to even listen to us. It is. And I guess we ought to just be those annoying people that take the link and text it to our friends and say, if you love me, you'll listen to this. Right. Yeah, pressure's on. Is it manipulative? Yes. Does it get the job done? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So... um, Thanks Definitely. for listening and thanks always to Call by God. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye. Fill me up. Please make me know.